I always say, when you go to those dark places, you need to bring a backpack, bring a torch, a notebook <laughs> and some snacks because you're going to be down there for a while and you might as well use it as an opportunity to like learn something. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about building scalable tech startups here in sunny Western Australia. My name's Charlie Gunningham. And I'm Carly Norman. And in this episode, we're talking with Lorena Sumich, co-founder and CEO of KicksFit, a fitness coach marketplace. Hi, Lorena, and welcome to Startup West. Thanks, guys. <laughs> now, can you tell us briefly about KicksFit? Yeah. What it does and how's it going? Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe I'll tell you a little bit about how it came about because it really sets up what Start we do quite nicely. Start at the sure. beginning. Um, <laughs> so we came up with the idea for KicksFit about two and a half years ago now um, and that was after realising that there was this global paradigm shift happening towards mobile fitness solutions. Mm -hmm. However, the vast majority of the revenue, the earnings, the benefits available were really only being captured by elite celebrities, think Thor, um, right. big businesses and influencers. <laughs> mm. And that was in place of the hardworking, everyday individual health and fitness professionals that we all know from around town. So personal trainer type. Personal yeah. trainers, right. Pilates instructors, uh, meditation coaches. Yoga instructors. Yoga instructors. Right. Because of what it took to provide an online service, they just didn't even enter. They just didn't even play. They just focused uh, on the physical services. They were locked out of it. Completely Apart locked out of it. from doing their own sessions at a local gym. Completely, right, yeah. Okay. So it's not surprising that therefore their earnings were pretty much capped at about $55,000 per year. Mm -hmm. um, and the only way that they could really increase that was if they suddenly uh, were able to be, tele you know, they, they were basically constrained by time, location and schedule constraints. They couldn't scale their revenue beyond that. Right. Um, that just didn't sit well with me. I've always vouched for the underdog. Mm -hmm. um, and so fast forward. Forward, um, to Kicksfit, what we've created, um, which, are, which is a health and fitness app that allows um, health and fitness professionals to easily grow their own online services their way. And right. we do that by providing them with a dedicated platform for them to upload, feature and monetize their health and fitness content. Right. So we're, I'm really intrigued about mm. what you're saying about realising, I guess, the restraints of the industry. Were you yourself in the health and fitness industry or somebody that you know in it? How did you come to realise this? So I've always been a massive health and fitness enthusiast. So I run marathons, triathlons. Oh my I God. love wow. training at all the hottest gyms around town as well. I love to have an opinion on them. Um, but I've... I don't. So educate, yeah. educate me. <laughs> totally. No but I've also been that super nerdy business type as well yeah. that chats to the, you know, the Pilates instructors or the business owners afterwards and talks to them about their business. Um, I could never do what they, they do, but I... I love, I love the way that businesses work and so really understanding those challenges in the industry um, is something that really Because you're a consultant, me. weren't you? Yeah, management consultant by right. background. Yeah. So, so you're always thinking mm. the yeah. business were ticking in your head. Exactly. And transforming right. industries industries through technology is is my bread and butter. Um, and I think it's probably really important to bring in coronavirus, the big elephant in the room, mm -hmm. because that assumption about how difficult it was for health and fitness professionals two and a half years ago, even though coronavirus has, has come about and um, really brought forward the industry um, technology-wise about 10 years, um, it's still really difficult for everyday individual 
everyday health and fitness professionals right, okay. to provide a viable, professional, um, awesome experience for their clients. So that's where we we come in, even more relevant today than before. So your passion and your business background kind of combined for you to recognise this opportunity as well. So how did you start down down the path? Was it something that you did on the side? Was it self-funded? Did you just throw in the towel and say, I'm all in? What happened? So I came up with the idea in the shower. <laughs> Best place yeah, for ideas. Everyone does, yeah. Best place. Like <laughs> it's when you give yourself that space, yeah. you know, that you're not looking at a screen, you're not doing mm-hmm. work, you know, you've actually got space to sit back and connect the dots about mm. things that your brain is consuming, hearing, That your brain settle. Exactly. Yeah, it can do great things when you let it settle. It does amazing <laughs> things. So, um, yeah, came up with the idea in the right. shower and pretty much straight after that um, started to formulate the idea. Um, it was, you know, obviously being a management consultant, the research phase was really important, mm-hmm. really understanding the landscape, the market, the challenges, but I was doing it very quietly. Pretty much I worked on Kicks Fit, um, formerly known as Get Rig, by the way. Right. <laughs> I do remember that yes. when you first met you. Yes. Totally. Yes. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. I would have been Get, Get Rig, Rig then. Oh, that's you embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, worked on it really quite quietly because I just wasn't really sure. I knew how to bring the business together and, and to do build the business, but I just – for some reason, was afraid to let anyone know about it. Um, self-funded it the whole way to having a MVP mm-hmm. and then brought on some funding from some high net worth, sophisticated investors right. um, uh, just before launch and then, of course, have been involved in Plus 8 as well and we've taken on the funding from there as well. And presumably then you found, well, no one else is solving this problem, mm. the competitive landscape, there were probably people doing bits and bobs but not really tackling this and you spoke to some more professionals and they went, it'd be really good if you could launch Get Rigged or Kickflip or whatever, something to solve this problem and that's then led Exactly. To the formation. So basically there's a couple of ways that um, health and fitness professionals can, you know, solve this. Mm. Um, They could build their own app or – but. I would just highly recommend not doing that. Um, It's expensive. It requires a skill set that these guys just don't have. They should be Mm. out there helping people achieve their health and fitness goals, not thinking about mobile applications and technology and, and, you know, trying Mm. to draw people to it. It's just – it. Their, their skill set is better suited elsewhere. So it's expensive, it's time-consuming, et cetera. Yep. Um, they could also build their own website, et cetera. But these two things alone, clients actually don't want that. Um, that's why the likes of aggregation platforms such as Netflix, Airbnb, mm-hmm. Airtasker, mm-hmm. et cetera, people want to come to a one-stop shop. They don't yep. need an application or a user experience for every single Go individual business. Go to 20 business. different sites mm-hmm. for 20 different exactly. instructors. Yeah, so right. you might have a coach that is a really great high-intensity coach. You might want to do high-intensity twice a week. So does that mean that you download a high-intensity app mm-hmm. and then a meditation app and then a yoga app? You just end up having all of mm-hmm. these apps in your phone, all different user experiences, whereas we consolidate that and we create the right. one user experience. Um, so when did yeah. it launch? Yeah. Launched in December of last year, ah. um, just on the Apple App Store actually. Um, so, yeah, launched then and it's it's been really interesting, especially with coronavirus, et cetera. Um, so a native app, not a website. A native app, mm-hmm. but we are about to launch our Android version mm-hmm. um, in the 
next, probably by the time this goes live, it'll be right. out there in the wild. Ooh, and we're also about to release a web version as well. So we're really excited about that because mm. that'll really turbocharge and accelerate the um, coach engagement, mm. the um, mm. conversions as well. So we're super excited And can you about share that. how many people you've got on the platform? How's yep. it going? Yep. So we've got about 4,000 people on the platform at the moment and that's from we haven't spent a word like – 4,000 coaches? Oh, no, 4,000 uh, total. Yeah, users. Registers. Yeah. Registered users, yep. And that's with almost no paid ad spend to date. Mm-hmm. So we, that's wow. completely word of mouth alone. Um, so basically our coaches do the marketing for us because right. – Wow. They're the ones promoting their content. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Yep. Of course exactly. They yeah. yeah. So, um, but with the plus eight money, um, we're really looking forward to, and with the web version as well, we're mm. really looking forward to finally being able to undertake some um, marketing campaigns, et cetera. I remember when we did the story of your launch, which would have been December last year ish yeah. Yeah. on Startup News. And it just went off because what happened is, mm. firstly, there was photos of really good-looking people. Yeah, it's always helps. like they're gorgeous. Totally. <laughs> Secondly, they always shared it on their platforms. Yeah, and everyone went piling into the read the story. Exactly. So that's so the benefit went, of the whoa. model. Totally. It was like feeding frenzy. You know, yeah. boom, everything went off. We do have some very beautiful coaches on our platform. So <laughs> yes, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's passionate community support right there. Fantastic. Yeah. So it sounds actually like you've gone from strength to strength, but what are some of the challenges that you've had within the business growth and how have you solved them? My God, there's so many challenges. Like really, that's mm-hmm. the whole story, right? It's just about all the challenges and how you pushed through them. Um, and I look at challenges in a really positive light. I see them mm. as learning opportunities. Um, and I think that's something that's so important with a startup. You can't you can't look at them as all negatives. You've got to see them as opportunities, mm-hmm. learning opportunities, um, an opportunity where a competitor might have fallen by the wayside but you've continued on through. So mm. I actually love them. But we've been to some dark places. <laughs> so was it tech was the biggest challenge? What uh, was the biggest so, challenge? So yeah. I'd say the biggest challenge um, – um, for us historically was the business model. So the right. initial oh. hypothesis when we launched was that uh, – so at the moment there's two ways that um, coaches can make money in the platform from paying user views of their general content in the application. So someone searching for a yoga session, for example, might mm-hmm. discover this coach and they'll earn money from that view. Um, the other way for them to make money is via selling, uh, you know, a 30-day yoga program at a price they set oh. or a – Uh, you know, a one-off class or an online retreat, that sort of thing. That's the other way. But before we didn't have that other way and that's the – we thought that the initial purview um, way of making money would be enough to incentivise coaches. Um, It would be enough to reward them for all the hard work that they were doing. And what we realised quite early – so I said we launched in December. We Mm -hmm. probably realised by about – February that that just wasn't enough and it was after feedback that we were hearing from coaches about you know they're putting in all of this effort and they weren't getting the rewards Um, and that took us to a really that probably took us to the darkest of places (laughs) and then but then it's about it's about I always say when you go to those dark places Mm -hmm. you need to bring a backpack bring a torch, a notebook <laughs> and some snacks because you're going to be down there for a while and you might as well use it as an opportunity to like learn something. So And just when that happened, we went into lockdown. Yes. Double double 
bad place. Totally, but not really for us because for us that we'd been telling people you need to provide an online service, you need to provide, and they were going, no, like some people were saying, no, Mm. I could, I'm just. What's online? I don't know how to do it. Not going to work. Exactly, but that was on both sides. That was coaches and users. Mm. Users were saying, I like I don't do online. I've never tried it before. Mm-hmm. Coaches was saying the exact same thing. What coronavirus did was educate both mm-hmm. sides, users and coaches, on the benefits of online, about how awesome it can be, about mm-hmm. how easy it can be. So at the start, we were like, oh, my God, this is the worst thing. We are like, hang on, this no, is actually isn't. exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. So it brought forward our education and has it, it's and technological it's been adoption yeah like 10 years of tech adoption in six months totally yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's been amazing so but that was it would have been better if we had sorted our business model up out before right. we had it in the works so how did it change oh, yeah. then? so it changed to so basically coronavirus happened mm. and then we had in the works at that point the um set your own price for your 30-day yoga programs etc we had that in the works but that wasn't ready for the peak time of coronavirus here in Australia. Um, But that's launched shortly thereafter and we've been in in an incredible position for everything that we've done before to be able to now capture um, this new phase, this new normal in the health and (laughs) fitness industry for the way that health and fitness is consumed and and, and given as well. Perfect timing. Yeah. And who did do the tech? You find someone local, offshore? Offshore. And I've been working with that same team who I absolutely love to bits um, for the whole time. They are amazing. We work so well together and the tech is good. It's really good. And it's been verified. A good story of offshoring. I I hear so many bad stories. There's a lot of negative ones around. Totally. Yeah, there there really is. You'd have to share who it is or not? No, I would never share who it is. No. No, no, you don't want to share your good tech. For so many reasons. (laughs) How did you you find them at least? Because I think that's the interesting thing. A lot of people Mm. do, as Charlie touched on, have really negative experiences. How did you go about finding a team that you ended up having a great relationship with? Really, really good question. And it was a while ago, but... What I remember, I did a lot of research Mm. um, and also what I was very focused on was quality Um, and I knew that with quality you'd have to spend a little bit more. I think there are some countries that can woo you with, you know, their dollar per hour cost Mm -hmm. but that comes at the risk of quality of of, of just cultural things as well about mm-hmm. challenging challenging your assumptions, et cetera. Some mm-hmm. places are just less willing to do that. Yep. Um, so I, I kind of nailed down the kind of country areas that I wanted to focus on. Yep. Um, and then there are some really great resources, comparisons, um, company profiles and overviews mm. that you can look into. I also wanted to look for companies that had done something somewhat similar to what I was looking for. You yeah. download their services. You have a really good look around them too. Mm. And um, and that really helps you um uh, to decide a small group of people that you might want to work with mm-hmm. right. and then you can interview them. Um, yeah, you can really go. You, you then need to continue going because you're giving these people a lot of money. You've got to make sure that you're choosing mm. the right team. So thankfully I've just chosen the right team and they're oh, sensational. Yeah. So how did you fund it? You, you bit of angel money, family and friends to start with. Obviously you've got the plus eight investment. Yeah. Where does the bank, where does bank loans come into? <laughs> bank loans. <laughs> oh, really? No, no, no. 
know. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I, I, like, I put in, um, I fully self-funded it myself up until right. the MVP was available. Mm. Um, and I think that's so important. I, I hear so many people all the time being mm. like, I've got this great idea. I've written it on the back of a Post-it note mm. and then I'm going to ask other people to fund it. And yeah. I learned mm. that really early that that's just not good enough. You mm. need to put your own money on the line. And I'm so mm. glad I did because as well, like if you take on investment too early, you get diluted down really quite quickly and mm. people, investors care about that, the whole journey. So yep. you need to put your own money on the line um, as well to make it work. There's a bit of management consulting speak coming oh, out. Oh, really? Of totally. Well. Oh, my good. God. I'm good. not a good marketing speaker. No, 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 good. Business? No, no. Different. Yeah, <laughs> you're definitely. Your, you're in your groove. So we've talked a lot about how you got to where you are now, um, how you've managed to turn coronavirus into a positive for the business. What are the next steps for KixFit? Yeah, so, I mean, how we've gotten to where we are is just through listening um, and, and through that approach about taking, every, you know, really listening to your um, customers. Mm. Um, what do they want? What do they need? Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes reading between the lines of that as well because sometimes it can be quite noisy um, and you really need to um, – you really need to be able to work through that noise and uh, work out the path forward after that. Um, so we're at a really exciting point. I could not be – I feel like I'm jumping up and down with excitement every day about what we've got coming up. Um, so, yeah, the Android version, um, the web version, we're also doing a rebrand at the moment, which Ooh. I'm really excited about as well. So we're using this as a really exciting opportunity to almost relaunch or do a version 2.0 KixFit launch. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And that is just super exciting for us. We're signed up um, with some incredible partnerships as well. Um, some national fitness institutes, um, et cetera, and we feel like they're going to give us exposure to a really exciting um, period of growth as well. So, How many yeah. staff do you have? Is it just you at the moment? You've got co-founder? You've got- so there's 12 of us on the team. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I include our developers in that as well. Right, yeah, They're, yeah. they're my best mates. Um, yeah, great. <laughs> um, so we've got the developers uh, and then we've got an awesome little hustle team Um <laughs> Uh, Gabby, the chief marketing officer, wow. Yana, the COO, um, mm. got designers, interns, etc. cetera. Um, okay. But we've got an awesome engaged team and, and people who are the heartbeat of KixFit who watch every session, just absolutely love what we mm. do. So, And you're right around the country? Or mainly in Perth? Uh, as in our coaches? Yeah. Yeah, so we've actually got coaches internationally. So we've oh. got coaches in right. um, Perth, Brisbane, Melbourne, all over Australia. Mm. And then we've got coaches in London, New York, um, Bali as well. Wow. And that's wow. really where yeah. we work at scale. We don't have to be no. – we see ourselves as an international organisation. When this is really working, we're international. Yeah. How big do you think you can get? Mm. Well, there's about 310,000 individual businesses um, that make up the health and fitness segment in Australia and the US. What we would like to be is the gateway to online health and fitness. Mm -hmm. So we envisage a future where anyone can connect to health and fitness. And so we want every business to have a profile, every gym, every individual to have a mm-hmm. KixFit um, service that they provide. And then everyone on the other side knows that that's where you go to consume online health and fitness. I guess mm. as well as a, uh, as a, so I would call it a client and not a provider in this situation, 
Kind of what you've mentioned there about people being able to put on sort of retreats and things like that digitally, I guess as well as somebody looking to get fit and utilize an app like this, you can control your costs. Because mm. I know, for example, yeah. personally, I've got a Pilates membership, I've got a yoga membership, mm-hmm. I've got a gym membership. I don't attend all three concurrently, but I'm paying <laughs> wow. for them. Jeez. <laughs> I know, but, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. You can get yeah, very expensive yeah. very quickly. Totally. It sounds like a really great solution to consolidate that and lay, keep your costs under control. That is so true and, yeah. and still get that variety Mm-hmm. that you're after because um, I think that's really important to a lot of people as well, that variety. True. Yeah. So, Lorraine, are you Perth born and raised? Mm. I am Perth born and raised. Right. Um, my family background is Croatian um, but Perth born and bred. Uh, but I did, I studied commerce and law um, mm. at university and I did law at the University of Sydney. So I've spent a few years over in Sydney as wow, well. she's got that legal background, mm. the legal chops as well as the business chops. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say the, the legal <laughs> stuff, um, yeah, <laughs> was the best legal and student. And were you netball captain, yep. debating team, I was a prefect. massive. I was, I, was a, I was a house captain. Uh-huh. Um, but Leadership potential spotted early. Yeah, we go. I, I just loved <laughs> it. I was just a massive nerd, to be honest. Right. I was a big drama nerd. Um, so right. I loved being, I, love, I loved English and I loved drama. Um, and I feel like uh-huh. I just loved the world's that you know i'm an idealist i love the worlds that Mm. scripts and books can take me to and that's pretty much how i live my life today just i I have a really vivid imagination and that's how i really drive kicks fit comms degree what sort of degree first before Uh, the law degree uh, commerce commerce degree yes Mm -hmm. and then juris doctor law but did you work between those degrees or i worked the whole way along so i've Ah. always worked professionally um i for my favorite job that i had you might have even heard of them um junkie media oh yeah with a double e yeah Yeah. so i was the the biggest nerd at that company which was the coolest company ever like i was the accounting person <laughs> so nice. i'd be like i'd be like yeah. you know these are your these are your receipts you want to see your receipt and they'd be like oh i'm just a creative just let me do my thing um so yeah, yeah i've always worked professionally in in like in a accounting sort of capacity before that then moved right. into management consulting um mm. afterwards so right and then kicks fit yeah and then kicks fit all right good yeah. And how did you find, I guess, ex- uh, exiting out of that business consulting scene and moving mm. into the startup scene? What was that experience like? How did you find it here in WA? Uh, as in the startup scene, what yeah. it's like here? Yeah. So I, I think the startup scene's amazing. Like, to be honest, when I first started, because mm. I wasn't tapped into the networks, I probably thought that it wasn't as um, thriving as it really is. Right. Um, and Space Cubed really is the beating heart of it. Um, they've done an incredible job to really bring together the community in such an inclusive way too. Mm. Um, and maybe I was too nervous to enter it before, but being part mm. of this Plus 8 program has been been probably one of the best things I've done for my business. Um, the access to the people, the mentors, right. the experiences, and the other teams on the same journey for us um, has just been Watching them grow and develop as yeah. well alongside. Totally. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the funding side of things is interesting. Um, I think we've actually, we're actually as really in funding lucky. funding in Perth? Funding here in Perth. Right. Mm. I think we've actually got some incredible people right on our doorstep. It's a small scene. They're probably mm. more risk um 
Go on, say it. Re- they're so risk averse. Well, conservative. No, I feel like the opposite because no? they're all they're speculative. All, yeah, mining. totally. They're all speculative and mining. Okay. Like, someone will come to them and be like, "I feel like there's some some something to mine here," and they'll be like, "Great, let's do it." Nice. You know. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. I feel like the problem is is that they're so used to mining stuff. Yep. When you start mm-hmm. talking about technology, when you start talking about a product like mine is, which is probably more suited towards females, etc., mm-hmm. it's outside of their area of expertise. And probably millennials and. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So that's probably the biggest challenge. But I actually think we're very, very lucky with the people that we have here in Perth. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, the total amount of funding is still quite small yeah. compared to the amount of money that goes to the other places you mentioned. Mining and property gets most of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it's good that you managed to raise some money. You got some from Plus 8. Are you looking to do another round or, or not required in the future? Yeah. So I think the ideal outcome for anyone should be that you don't raise again. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I would love us to get to the point of, of this new phase of growth that we're going through that we do not have to raise again. Right. Um, that we get to the point where our revenues can sustain us and can allow us to scale as well. Mm-hmm. Um but the reality is that we probably will raise again um, right. and we'd be looking to if we need to um, about early to mid For next growth year. capital, for expansion. Yeah, yep. exactly, mm. yeah. So we really want to prove up exactly what we're doing and, mm. and that in the next few months and then we'd be um, looking to if we need to do a, a capital mm, raise right. after. So we've had quite the journey then and potentially mm. looking to raise next year as well. What do you know now that you wish you'd known at the start? That it's going to be a lot longer than you think. So mm. I think I thought I'm going to press, I'm just going to launch and mm-hmm. it's just going to go take viral. Off, like it's wildfire. just going to take off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that just doesn't happen unless you're Instagram. And I just hate hearing stories of like that where it's just an overnight success. Yep. They, they, they bore me to be completely honest. So that it's going to take longer, but then it's probably better that I didn't know that because maybe I wouldn't have continued, yeah. you know? True. So yep. Yep. Yeah, probably that. Um, and, of course, I'd love to know all the issues that I had along the way. I wish I had a crystal ball. But at the same time, that's also the learnings and the insights mm. and that's learnings that we needed to go through to get and to And you're doing a two-sided marketplace, yep. which is quite tough. Very challenging. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. we do focus more on one side of the marketplace because unlike normal two-sided marketplaces where you're responsible for bringing all from both sides, the coaches actually already have existing clients, clients. and they can bring And they promote load. themselves. Doing exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. a platform and for them. And promote your platform. It's exactly. brilliant. Yeah. So, and so they're really enjoying it. They, they yeah, they love it. And, and what they really approval. love is the community and the support that we bring. So mm. these coaches, basically, they go out into the world after finishing their courses and then they're expected to thrive and survive. And they see themselves as being just as good as Chris Hemsworth, you know, who's mm. got his own app, Michelle Bridges, et cetera. And they should be. But we provide them with that support. Um, to help them grow their businesses as well outside of just the technology. Well, it's been a great conversation. We have to close it but with some rapid, quick-fire questions. So okay. First thing, Lorena, comes into your head, what's the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Resilience. Tough oh. resilience, yep. Found it as a solo or as a team? Ideally as a team. Yeah. Mm. AI, do you like it or loathe it? Love it. Love it. Do you, do you incorporate a little bit of AI? We will be in will the be. future. Mm. Yeah. If you were at a bar, what would you be ordering? The most extra cocktail on the menu, <laughs> followed by a Chardonnay, but Excellent. preferably. <laughs> what does self-care look like for you? Kicks fit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, exercise. I can't promote. Done. And also space as well, giving yourself mm. the space yeah. from everything to 
Let your brain declutter. Yeah. And what are you reading or listening to right now? I'm reading the brand story. I can't. I, I don't the know the brand story. The brand okay. story. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a framework for communicating what you know y- your brand is all about. It's really good so far. Mm. Yeah, Adam, put that on the reading list. Yeah. Yeah. And who should we interview next? I think so. I've got two ideas here. Yes, yep. go I for think, it. So stretch goal. Mel Perkins, bring her back. Well, I'd love to oh, talk to Mel back. from Canva. I don't sure. you guys have got, you guys sh- sh- yeah. I should listen. I Mel, if you're listening, or totally. Cliff, come on. Come on, Mel. Um, <laughs> and the other option um, is I reckon the people who are doing the raft, you know, out on the river, I think they're oh, called yeah. Dan and Katie Crystal. What they're doing is cool. I really like how bold and ambitious they're being. The sort um, of floating restaurant the floating thing. floating restaurant. And yeah. they've got the True. best advertising spot in the whole of Perth. If you're yeah. in one of those offices, that's all you're staring at. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, and they're Actually, doing something yeah. different. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Lorena. And we want to wish you and your team all the best for the future. Thank you. We'd also like to thank our sponsors. Startup West Podcast is produced by Startup News, made possible by the support from Spacecube Coworking Spaces, the New Industries Fund, Curtin University, City of Perth, and RSM. Yeah, thanks to sponsors. And we recorded this podcast at the Rift Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth. WA, don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favorite pod platform so all our episodes will wing their way automatically to you. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Here's one of our reviews from Female Entrepreneur Supporter. Lovely to hear innovators talking about their journeys in WA. I can't believe how this sector has grown since I did my first startup in WA back in 2006. Oh, I wonder who that is. Oh. <laughs> I wish I'd been able to access some of the accelerators, programs and mentors that today's entrepreneurs can. Yes. Yeah, we definitely agree. Thanks for that feedback and thanks, Lorena. All the best with Kicks Fit. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks. It was great.